Welcome to the 21st Century Classroom. In this episode, we meet three students on the EDGE team at Essex Middle School in Essex Junction, Vermont. Each year, the EDGE team hosts several events where community members are invited to learn about what the students are studying. And we were lucky enough to get to talk to Tony, Annika, and Isabel, all of whom are doing project-based learning focused on creative writing. Kinda. Before we hear from them, I just wanted to note that this was hands down one of the funnest interviews I've gotten to do for this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it at least as much. Isabel and I, our project is on uh, playwriting, and then Tony's uh, writing a book. Yep. Tony's writing a book. With and on the side, I'm actually kind of, I'm pretty much an artist, so. Yeah, she, she hasn't taught me much, but she taught me how to use SketchUp, and I made, last year I made like this entire world yeah. inside of SketchUp. Like, I made a mill, I made uh, solar panels, I made a house, I made a waterfall and a solar generator, I made a quarry, and this is like a blocky, like, you kind of draw with the mouse pad thing. This is Tony. For his project-based learning, Tony's writing a novel. Writing three different books. Well, actually four, because I just, um, I thought of one, another one to write a, a week ago. Make that novels. To get started writing. Ah, here it is. Okay, let's see. I have uh, a book called The Money Series. And what it's about is, um, it's pretty much all of them are put with my name in it at least once. And are based kind of around my family or my life. Because these are things where, situations where I wish were real. Um, but this one is about my brother, Jonathan. And uh, his, uh, his, he goes by John now. And he goes to visit my mom for a while, but um, he uh, finds this uh, key out of kind of weird circumstances. A lightning bolt strikes a nickel, and there's a golden key in the crater. Um, and let's see. Uh, but so what happens is, is when he goes back to his uh, the house, and he accidentally puts that key in the lock, and like it opens up, but it's like a vault with golden doors and there are three sections in the vault and like one is like precious metals and gems and stuff the other is like organized money from every state uh, like every country and the final one is like special artifacts and stuff things that are, are great value to people and you know he gets rich and then goes crazy cause you know you know money money makes you crazy <laughs> Um, and then, uh, the other one I'm writing, uh, Rise of Shadows, is about, uh, there's a video game that I play, because I'm a gamer, uh, called Shadow of the Colossus, and you're pretty much, like, in, it's, like, all it is is boss battles, and you attack, like, these humongous, like, giant colossi. I, uh, my dad is a long-distance truck driver, so he would tell me a lot about, like, science and stuff while we were on the road. And uh, one of the things that fascinated me were genetics, you know, cross-species, uh, advanced biochemistry, uh, biomechanics, yeah, hybrids. Um, so I, uh, in the book, I figure out by fusing different types of genes, you can make a serum that by injecting it into anything, it can cause them to pretty much like turn into these colossi. But the government gets them, and they get out of control and start, like, terrorizing Vermont, like, beating it up. Um, so I have to uh, use, like, a necklace with an idol on it that, like, uh, I found in my jeans one morning when I got up to go to school. 
with a map in it, and what these idols do is they summon the 17 original Colossi from Shadow of the Colossus. Now, there were originally 16, but uh, my friend Michael is getting the 17th one, and his name is Kuran, which means Cloud Hunter. And, you know, I already have, like, they're controlled by Neurogear, which is something of kind of my design. It transmits uh, your neurological thinking to the Colossi, so you can pretty much tell them what to do like control them. I'm the only one who's doing it manually because I like I have the power he man but uh, um, <laughs> but almost everybody else is using a uh, uh, neurogear. Some of them are awake. My uh, stepfather James is in sleep mode because he has like uh, I believe a type of cancer and my grandfather is in game mode because I don't think it should be safe to let a blind man ride a giant animal in the battle. So how long have you been writing the, just those two books? Oh, uh, the money series I started last year. Because um, I've had that idea for about three years now, and I thought, oh, I better get writing. And I have five pages on it, but it's spaced out. Rise of Shadows, I have uh, gotten onto the second page, but it's no spaces. Like, no enters. And on the uh, other two that I have, uh, Remember and uh, Ten Souls, uh, remember, I only have about one sentence, because I barely just started it. Um, and Ten Souls, I have a, like, paragraph, and then another paragraph, and then, like, because, yeah, it's it's stuff. I'll, I'll probably explain it uh, a different time when we're not recording, so other people have more time to talk, because I just realized I suck a lot of time. <laughs> now meet Annika. She's writing a play called The Reality Games. And actually, what, I've, uh, what I did with my story is, it was a story that I'd written quite a while ago. And it was, you know what fan fictions are, right? Yeah, it was just basically just a fanfic on, just a little adventure fanfic. And I, I just wrote it as just like one little story, and eh, I didn't really do much else with it. And then I have this opportunity, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to take my original story that basically originated my main character that I usually like to draw, uh, and I just decided, hey, why not bring this to the stage? So, thus the reality games. Annika's also directing her play, and acting in it. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm actually going to be also coaching people, like, how to get over stage fright, uh, which is fun also being a director, because you get to uh, teach people things. Uh, like, I'm... Uh, going to be coaching people on memorizing lines and also as well stage fright, but those who are just uh just there's like <coughs> ready to uh go up on stage like and speak lines. Uh, I'm gonna have them just uh be extras who can just walk around and they don't have to say any lines, but they're still in the play. Our uh, director, Miss Perry, uh, she's like she meant uh she did comment on me that uh I'm like the number one one who's not. Uh, afraid to be ridiculous on stage. Uh, she noted that I'm not afraid to be ridiculous on stage, so I said, hey, maybe I could also help people like get out of their comfort zone on stage and like give someone, uh, some people like uh, a boost on uh, the confidence. So. Yeah, it's also things like I can't be, like if, I have to be careful with roles, like if I can't make one too, too ridiculous. And I also have to keep a watch on my content warning, like uh, my 
my language is okay. It's just like the content I've got to like check in. Okay, which uh, age levels is appropriate for? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm probably like with the level of violence in mind. Like it's just sword fights. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm probably gonna end up just doing it for uh like the seventh grade, seventh or sixth, seventh, eighth. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think like it might be a bit too much for fifth graders. So do you do you check in with like um, either the edge coordinators or do you have we have to or, yeah okay. yeah we have to check in on uh, different things and then we also have to arrange with the uh, different community members like the principal like the school community initially for me. Did I mention Annika's also doing the costumes, props, sets, and fundraising for the play? Uh, like I have to check in to get space. I need to have some tech set up, uh, and I also need to see how much fundraising I need to do. So I might have to get funding for some props uh, and backgrounds and stuff. Uh, I'm not going to be using the giant sets we have here at EMS because you have to spend a lot on paint here and I don't want to spend that much time just doing paint since I have a pretty uh, small cast uh, compared to normal EMS casts we have. And so what uh, I want to do is just take uh, basic sheets, paint them, and then just hang them up. So, yep. Uh, and for props, I also need to get stuff, just like basic props that I'm probably not going to be able to get, as well as costumes. So, yeah. And I also need to get like donations from the Edge uh, parent community uh, to see what I can get and so I don't have to purchase some stuff. Uh, but what I do at the purchase, I will fundraise for and uh, get it my, uh, with the money that we're fundraising. So, yeah. And finally, this is Isabel, who's also writing a play. Uh, the first half of the year, I was, I was writing books like Tony. <laughs> but then I realized uh, I've been writing so many books for so many years, ever since I was like in fifth grade, that That's I decided I have years. to step it up a notch. So I started a play that it never ended last year because we had, because uh, the group that I was in. We had the end in, of the year. Yeah. No, because the group that, that I was in, we were doing dances, songs, and then there was me doing the play. Get down. So they wanted, our, the, the Amanda, which was leading our group, she, uh, she decided we might as well put the, all the stuff together. So my play now has dances and songs in it, and I had to realize what I had to actually write a storyboard on. Like, okay, th- this is gonna be what the what the dance is about. This is gonna be what the song's about. This is what the is gonna happen next. What I'm gonna tell, what I'm have my character saying, and all. So then it it just took so much time just to make the storyboard, and then after that I had to make the actual like words that they had to say. But then it became a film instead. Uh, we're just going to film it because there's some people who are stage fright. Yeah, I just have one insane part where I use like all the... I'm, I have one that's based on like a school a little bit. And what happens is that I have all the, all the students like fighting against each other after school. And then there's just one teacher. And she's the only teacher that actually has a part in the play. And she's just like... Okay, guys, now I want a fair fight. <laughs> and she says, like, this rule is, like, no blood, no crying. <laughs> and you're not allowed to severely injure the the, per- the person, your opponent. But you can injure y- each other, as long as there's no blood on the floor. You don't want to pay the janitor's extra. <laughs> 
a I'm whole bunch of stuff. The His name and is then Pete. the student's like, wait, Miss Gumbleberry, aren't you a teacher here? Are you supposed to be trying to Yeah, her name is Miss Gumbleberry. And she's like, You're a teacher. Are you supposed to be trying to stop us? And then she's like, Nah, I'm on my lunch break. But it's after school. Do it's rude to ask what your teachers are doing after school. <laughs> Your point almost have a little bit of language in it. <laughs> yeah, we almost say the B word. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think elementary schools can do that. Almost. So close. Yeah, I don't. you you know what the word is okay. and what it means, okay. but they don't really say it. <laughs> I have a unique skill where I can pretty much memorize like lines for stuff. Yeah, he's like, really good at memorizing really lines. quickly. Because I've been in the past two plays that we did. We actually uh, just finished one last week. And um, I've been in chorus since third grade. Yeah. Um, so well, I don't know. Yeah, she, she <laughs> got here three years ago. Yeah. Um, I just got here a few years ago. So uh, I've been, you know, enjoying the arts while Annika tries to teach me about art because I'm a stinky drawer. <laughs> and he manages to confuse me with half the stuff he says sometimes. Yes, I do. I figured out how to stop time, how to restart time, and the second answer to the universe is fish. And not 42? 42 is the Thank first you. answer to the universe, but the second one is fish because it's half an hourglass and half of the infinity sign stating that time goes on forever. And this I figured that out last year. This no. has got to be the right? No. No, no this, I'm just This is just stuff that happens on the edge. And when Annika's play opens, and Isabel's film premieres, and Tony's novels finally come out in print, we'll be sure to report back. This okay. is just me uh, expressing how we actually are. <laughs> Let's see, I'm a savage, Isabel likes darkness, just dark and Annika's <laughs> rainbows. No, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Annika's a frozen rainbow. What? <laughs> This has been an episode of the 21st Century Classroom, podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education. Check out our blog at blog.tarrantinstitute.org. Oh, no, 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 no that's, that's just a little joke.